Hello and welcome to the HRD Live podcast. I'm Sam Alberti, reporter for HRD Connect, and I'll be your host. This conversation on the role of employee experience was recorded remotely during the coronavirus lockdown. And as a result, the audio quality may fluctuate slightly from time to time. Joining me for this episode was Liz Pavese, Senior Director at Limeade Institute. We discussed how employee experience can be defined and the role it plays in the workplace, what the most important elements of it are, how well-being fits into employee experience, and much more. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, Liz, it's a pleasure to have you here on the HRD Live podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Sam. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, so employee experience is, is obviously a very broad concept. Um, we hear it mentioned constantly in the world of business and HR. Um, and as a result, I feel like it, it can seem quite sort of nebulous and ill-defined and, and perhaps even perceived as a cliche sometimes um, by outsiders. So just wondering if we could start off nice and simple. Um, and if you could maybe just narrow this concept down for me and, and pinpoint what you think its significance is uh, in, in the world of, of HR and business. Yeah, I, I think that's a, it's so right, right? It's become this like really, it's become a movement, I think, you know, this this talk about employee experience over the last few years. And there are lots of different definitions sort of floating around there. But I think what you'll find is that we're coming to um, sort of the space, if you will, is kind of converging on um, on a definition that that we use here at Limeade, which is that employee experience really is the totality of all of the interactions that an employee has with and within their organization. It's how all of those interactions, both big and small, mm. affect how an employee feels about their work each day. So when you th- I think that's why it can seem very expansive and sort of nebulous, it's because mm. there's so much that goes into it, but really it's about the totality of it. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and y- you know, let's we, you know we've we've talked about the definition of it. Um, let's narrow it down a, a little bit further. Um, I'd be interested to know um, with the the, the the disruption businesses have faced this year, um, which components of of leadership, culture, and and maybe even strategy are, are most important when it comes to creating a, a an effective, um, efficient, and, and, and caring employee experience. So it's actually all of those things, right? There needs to be alignment between um, your culture and your strategy, um, first and foremost, right? So culture exists in service of the larger goals that we're trying to achieve in an organization. And the culture that you're trying to create actually has implications and influences on what employees experience sort of day to day. And so when you think about, you know, that employee experience in these major moments that they have, um, or the smaller moments, culture is infused throughout that as well. So there really needs to be an intentional alignment between um, your culture, your strategy, and then any of the initiatives that you're putting into place that target employee experience. Mm -hmm. And so if we kind of break that down a little bit more, right? So we talked about this broad sense of of the totality of things in, in employee experience. Um, if we first start with big moments, right, mm. those tend to be the, the moments that center around the employee life cycle. 
the employee's journey with the company, right? So I'm a candidate, I'm onboarding, I'm maybe going through integration, I'm now in a developmental phase, um, maybe I'm taking a parental leave. Um, sometimes that's a big moment for companies. Um, and then all the way through separation, right? Mm. Those major touch points are sort of where the we can start to center ourselves on where the employee experience begins because they're shared, they're predictable, mm. and organizations can really wrap their arms around creating um, really meaningful, impactful, and caring experiences at those major sort of transition or inflection points in, in an employee's journey. Um, but what's important, I think, um, and this is where I think some organizations start to um, either get more challenged with how do they affect the employee experience, how do we differentiate it, it really becomes differentiated when you start to think about the individual employee and so you have to think about the moments in between those major transitions. Um, and I kind of, I, like I like to think about employee experience um, similar to this, um, this quote or the saying that Mozart has about music. So Mozart um, once said that music is not just in the major notes, but it's in the space or the silence between the notes. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what employee experience is to me. It is these, um, it's about the, the big moments, those major notes, right? But it is it, where it really comes to life for the individual, where it comes to life for me differently than it comes to life for you, Sam, mm -hmm. is in those spaces in between, those interactions with employees, those interactions with systems, processes, things that I need access to to do my job. Um, mm. And so it's so important that we go a layer or two deeper than just that life cycle moment to really impact and create differentiated employee experiences. Mm. And you mentioned um, targeting the needs of, of the individual employee there. Mm. Um, I'm just wanting to get you to expand on that a little bit more if possible, because I think this is one of the sort of the classic debates in the world of HR is, is how do you how do you attend to the needs of, of each person, especially when you've got thousands of employees uh, and do so in a way that is, um, you know, that is time efficient and also effective. Um, so just wondering um, if you could just explain to me how, how you might go about doing that in an organization um, without applying a, a one size fits all approach. Absolutely. Um, and so there I think there are lots of different things that we can do, and they're probably the things that we're um, that we're already practicing, but maybe we bring more intentionality to it today. Mm. So, for example, think about one on one conversations between a manager and employee. That's a moment, right? That's a moment that that manager has an opportunity to to make a difference, right, in that employee's journey at that point in time on a given day. That's also an opportunity for an employee to influence that manager's experience in that one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, so I think if we if we think about the role of managers, right, that's a way that we can sort of, I don't want to say intervene, but that's a way we can think about a major lever of influence in an employee's day-to-day. -day. We can also think about, you know, um, I think this incredible world of HR technology that has just blossomed over the last decades, 
Um, there are some really amazing technological um, or a lot of amazing technologies uh, out there today that can really help streamline people's experiences, um, help them um, get better access to the right tools, the right materials at the right time to make them more productive. Um, so technology, bringing more technology into the hands of an employee is another way that we can impact, you know, the that experience um, day to day. Mm. And um, I perhaps wanted to get your insight on, on how uh, organizations and, and senior management can actually gauge whether these kinds of initiatives are working and, and, and how perhaps we measure it. And, and you mentioned technologies there and, and, and the influence that they can have. I wonder if we could perhaps build on that um, in, in talking about uh, measuring the effect of employee experience. Sure, sure. So there are a, um, there are some you know blossoming research um, over the last several years, and some of the work that we're also doing at Limeade that that talks about what are some of the most important factors to influencing um, a more positive or more human employee experience at work. Mm. And um, in a in a study that was published by IBM a few years ago, and this is also supported by some of our work that we've done on the science of care is that help, how do we create meaningful work for employees? How do we enable empowerment and voice in employees, um, fostering a culture of recognition, feedback, and growth, supporting coworker relationships, so building a supportive environment? These are some of the major um, elements that really, if we can pull certain levers to bring these things to life, we're going to influence that experience. And so from a leadership standpoint, I would think about what could we be doing that enables better voice, that helps us bring recognition um, front and center to our culture and puts it in the hands of our employees to feed, in, to feed into each other's experiences. Um, and there are lots of, if you think about it from a technology standpoint, there's lots of technologies out there you know, um, better performance management in the resurgence um, or sort of evolution of performance management and the and the double clicking on how do we really help people give and receive feedback more effectively, more regularly. Um, there's a ton of, uh, of really great um, tools that can facilitate that. Um, the blossoming of learning and development platforms, more open content um, like Linda um, that can fuel, you know, bite-sized micro learning at a moment, you know, right when the employee needs it versus, you know, kind of an older, you know, maybe methodology or older paradigm of learning that requires you to sit for, you know, hours on end to learn a particular topic. Um, so it's really about sort of thinking about how do you put these things into the flow of work meet you know where the meet the employee where they are um while tackling sort of that element that's going to um create a much more sort of caring human connection between either coworkers or between the employee and the employer mm. and then from a measurement perspective i think the first place that we start is um you know especially, you know, thinking about how employee voice is an important lever. Employees want to have a, 
they want to be heard. They want to provide, you know, their thoughts, their ideas, their feedback on what's going to help them be more engaged, more effective, more productive, more connected. Um, I think a great place to start for companies is just asking employees, right? Measuring their sentiment, measuring their attitudes, understanding what gets in the way. Um, how do we, you know, how do we turn up the volume with our employees on understanding what's working for them and what's not working for them, mm -hmm. but absolutely being committed to taking action on that, right? Um, I think that's a fantastic place to start. Mm. And uh, I think arguably it's, it's one thing to, to talk about, you know, how we can do this and the various components of creating an employee experience. But I think it's perhaps another entirely um, to place it in the context of this virtual digital world we find ourselves in now. Um, so I was just wondering if if I could get some of your thoughts on on how perhaps organisations can overcome that hurdle uh, and still deliver, you know, as we mentioned, a caring, um, compassionate, uh, efficient employee experience, um, you know, yeah. whilst working remotely and, and working in a digital environment. Yeah, um, certainly um, being in an ever growing distributed workforce has been a trend, right, for for quite some time. Um, you think about, you know, the um, there's more remote working. There's certainly um, uh, a whole large proportion of the global workforce that um, are on-site workers. But the the distributedness of of the working relationships that we have is becoming more and more. And so I think that you know if we if we go back to some of the the studies and the research that's showing that supportive coworker relationships is really really important. So in the IBM study. 16% um, of, of, so supporting coworker relationships contributed 16% to explaining, um, you know, sort of the result of, an, of a positive play experience. And so that's a really large percentage. And so I think we have to, um, we have to take this idea that, you know, especially if you're moving from, you know, an office environment where you're used to kind of those off the cuff side conversations ways of connecting with people you can it's not the same but there are ways to create those social communities um, mm -hmm. in more remote and virtual ways um, you know certainly leveraging you know video conferencing turning videos on so you could see people's faces you can you can connect with them in a very different way than just over voice and audio um, you know, building learning communities. Um, um, employee resource groups are another um, are another important way that we can build communities around topics of interest, around different types of experiences. And if you, you might not be meeting in person, but you can have communication channels, you know, if you have through, um, you know, depending on sort of your technological setup through your intranet, through some internal messaging board, um, ways that you can really bridge that social aspect and social connection um, that helps to bring people in, in a more connected, in a connected way. So mm -hmm. it's a challenge for sure. And it's, it can, you know, be, I think, a little daunting and think, and we, and it's, it's not quite that replacement for that face-to-face -face or human, you know, that kind of like more human interaction. Um, but 
it's a great place to start. Um, so we don't forget how important building relationships are um, for people feeling a sense of belonging, um, having greater engagement and feeling and having greater well-being for themselves, right? Um, supportive relationships are also really important to employee well-being. And if you think about the connection between well-being and employee experience, well, employee experience is all about the employee, the person. And so well-being has to be front and center and probably arguably the most important starting point for impacting an employee's um, overarching experience. Because if they're not feeling cared for and, and able to manage the stressors in their life, figure out um, you know, how to maybe build more resiliency or develop some, um, you know, being able to take care of themselves physically, all of that's going to interact, it's going to interfere with other spheres of their life, right? We're, we're mm-hmm. whole people. We don't park our well-being at the door mm-hmm. when, it, when we kind of get into work mode. It comes with us. Um, and so if something's not quite right um, with my emotional state, my physical state, maybe my financial state, or something within my work environment, my work well-being, um, then we don't, we're not really going to be able to kind of maximize and go beyond and get the real sort of return on, on what building a great employee experience can, can really yield us both individually, but as well as organizationally. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well-being is obviously already a core responsibility of the HR function under ordinary circumstances. But mm-hmm. you know, when we're when we're facing a global pandemic, the focus on this is is naturally going to be so amplified. Um, and that's something I just wanted to I wanted to pick up on that and, and segue into that there. So uh, I mean, I know you've already expanded on on what role you think well-being has in in delivering employee experience. But um, you know, how do you think leaders can can actually go about doing this and, and implement this? Yeah, I, I think we can't, to your point, right, I think that the pandemic and other um, social influences that have been um, kind of s- swirling over the last several months are just putting an even brighter spotlight on the on the employee experience. Um, because, you know, we're probably recognizing, even though it's always been the case, that people are humans and we have a lot going on. And there's a lot that um, we're trying to contend with um, while also being, you know, productive members of our organizational units. Um, and so I think what's important for leaders to do is, one, recognize that well-being is part and parcel to cracking the nut on this employee experience puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be ignored. Um, because of heightened levels of stress now, um, and what we're what we some of the research that we um, are doing currently at Limeade is showing that there are particular um, sort of um, that stress actually is 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 a mediating factor between certain um, mindsets or psychological resources that employees mm-hmm. have. So optimism, resilience, emotional regulation, some really core core mindsets that can help activate a person's experience. 
Stress mediates the relationship between those mindsets and activators and really important outcomes of experience like productivity, engagement, um, and even my holistic sense of well-being. So if we can minimize and take out, you know, as much as we can, as much as we can at work, kind of minimize the effect of stress, we have a better chance of of enabling Mm. and equipping employees to to blossom and thrive. And so, you know, I think leaders have a real responsibility for providing access to tools, knowledge, um, resources that help employees better manage stress, um, Mm. whether it's work-related stress or general life-related stressors. Um, It's not... um, it would be a fool's errand to say that we want to, you know, build the best employee experience possible mm-hmm. while ignoring the the role that a person's well-being plays in that equation. Yeah, and, and you started to touch on subjects such as productivity and engagement then. I wanted to come on to talking about that because we obviously already talked extensively about how employee experience can be implemented, but you know, the obvious follow-up question to that is is why and, and what effect does this actually have on the workforce? Um, so, yeah, I know, I know you started touching on that a little bit already there, but would you be able to just expand a little bit on on what effects uh, organisations can expect to see um, from, from strengthening their employee experience in, in this way? Absolutely. Yeah, it's related to a lot of other important outcomes that we care about, right? Employee engagement, um, productivity, wanting to stay longer, um, so we see that um, in a research study that we did earlier in the year, um, employees that stated that they have a positive employee experience, 90% or more also indicated that they have greater engagement, mm-hmm. greater well-being. Um, respondents also reported higher, um, lower levels of stress and lower levels of burnout. They want to stay longer. And so it has real implications, um, you know, to the other kind of metrics that we that we tend to measure um, around um, employee health, right, or um, our talent or talent management. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what also is important to remember is that there's there is this like reciprocal nature to that, right? So if I have a positive employee experience. Um, I'm more than likely going to say that I have greater engagement. And if I have greater engagement, I'm more likely to give back and play into and and do things and take actions that help strengthen that employee experience for myself, mm-hmm. but as well as for the collective, right? So it does have this sort of interesting sort of um, reciprocal feedback loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz, we're unfortunately just about running out of time, but... Um... I think um, it'd be nice to sort of tie all of this content into into a neat little package to finish off with. And, you know, I was just wondering for for those listening who, you know, have been presented with this wealth of information about the importance of employee experience and how to actually create it. Uh, I wonder if you could sort of just give maybe your top tip or, or golden rule to just get things off the ground and uh, to maybe get the ball rolling. Yeah. Can I have two top tips? <laughs> Absolutely. You're more than welcome. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I guess the first the first thing that I would say, um, maybe I'll make it three top tips. First thing I would say is 
Um, re get really clear on how you are defining employee experience in your organization. Um, and so if, if you're mirroring that off of the employee journey, put it on paper, so to speak. You know, what is that employee journey? What are those, those big touch points that you're trying to solve for? So get really clear on what that looks like for you. Um, the second thing is um, figure out figure out where to start. I, I don't. I think we can get daunted by we have to solve for this big this big puzzle, mm -hmm. but just pick one place to start solving that uh, or making an impact and influencing that employee experience. Um, a great place that I would start is um, employee onboarding and integration because that's one of the first sort of introductions that all employees have to your company. And if you get that right, you're, you're maximizing the chances of longer tenure in your organization. Because there's, I forget uh, what study it was that I um, saw a few years ago, that within the first 90 days, um, employees make a decision on whether or not they're going um, to stay two or three years or more. Mm. And then the third thing I would say, I would take away from this, is that um, in order to really kind of hone in on building caring experiences, you cannot divorce well-being from this equation. So you have to you have to have some strategies and and do the work mm. um, to help people build a whole sense of self because the employee is at the center of employee experience. Mm. Uh, Liz, you've been a fantastic guest. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this edition of the HRD Live podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to stay on the lookout as we are now once again releasing new episodes on a fortnightly basis. Finally, remember to head over to hrdconnect.com for more insight and analysis on the future of work. In addition to a range of articles, podcasts and video content, you'll also find our brand new content hub, which can be accessed from the top of the homepage. Here, you'll have access to the very best of HRD Connect's content, in addition to some exclusive extras. We hope to see you over there. Until next time, goodbye.